Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Coffee and Beans podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, thank you for everyone who keeps uh, re- listening, um, um, subscribing um, to um, past episodes. Um, we are overwhelmed by the love, much, much, much appreciated. On this episode, um, I want to talk about um, music. Now, music is something almost everybody can 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 agree on. Well, we we have we have um, we listen to music at uh, for different purposes and at different times. And I have a very good friend of mine who um, he's a music lawyer, and um, um, he talks about not just not just music from the peripheral um, perspective. He talks about music from the business side. And um, today I have Mr. Akiyemi Law. Well, that's 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 what that's what the that's what that's what that's what everybody knows him as. But um, welcome, Mr. Akiyemi and Yolua. My brother, Mr. Balogun. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Man. Hi, guys. <laughs> he's a, What's going he's on? A, he's a music lawyer. He's a sometimes model, um, um, and, and 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 a creative entrepreneur, and a very very. A very very interesting mind, and um, the next couple of minutes we would uh, I would like to pick his brain on some certain issues. So, how brother, you doing, sir? thanks for the introduction. <laughs> let, let them know that I'm I'm the ambassador to outspoken. Yes, yes, yes. You know, let it be on record that yes. we gave you his first my model, first billboard, his first billboard, <laughs> billboard, <laughs> his first model. Yeah, contract. that's something, yeah. man. Yes, so yes, so yes, so. How you doing, sir? How yeah, you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay, yeah, and uh, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. This is an amazing idea, you know. Thank you. Starting Thank a you. podcast, uh, being able to share thoughts with people out yeah. there, you know, building an audience, that's something I really, really like as well. So, yeah. when you sent the invitation, we had to we had to make it happen. <laughs> so I look and, forward to you yeah. know an interesting time here. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for 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 finding time. So so let, let's let's just let's just jump. Um, Straight, straight in. Um, um, you studied law, yeah. And um, I, I, I was. I, I think the first time we met, I, I, I told you. I think you are probably the only music lawyer in Nigeria that that at that, that, that I know. I know, I know of intellectual lawyers, but yeah, like, like, the, like the only music lawyer. Of, of course, I know that there are there are many. I don't want to start going into why and then be many music lawyers, but why music law? Yeah, for me, um, actually, there's a growing number of lawyers who are interested in working in the creative music space. industry or in the okay. creative industry or in the entertainment industry so um why did i choose that area of practice i started out wanting to be an entertainment lawyer who could represent everybody working in the entertainment industry right but because of my connection to music I started out wanting to be a singer, songwriter. Oh, yes. I know that you used to be yes. like a, a recording artist. Yes. 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 So yes. I wanted to be like my idols at the time, Two-Faced Divya, R. Kelly, Jaru, DMX. Those were my biggest influences. And um, I did all of that till I qualified as a lawyer. So I started out actively recording music from like age 14, 15 till I qualified as a lawyer at 23. Wow. So that's like me, you know, committing like eight years of my eight life, years, yeah. trying to be <laughs> like, you know, some of my idols. But was 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 there was there any other was 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 there was there any time you wanted to follow the music mainstream, like become a, a recording yes. artist? Yes, uh, all the, all this like my teenage years, 
till like qualified as a lawyer. That was like eight years. Wow. Um, like from age 13, 14 to like 23. In fact, that was like 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 10 years of nursing a dream of one day being a recording artist or being a superstar. And uh, the high point of me chasing that aspiration would be when I performed at the Future Awards in 2007. Wow. So I think that is like... Were you, were you paid? No. <laughs> I wasn't paid, but it was a good experience to, you know, perform to like hundreds of people. people yeah. And, you know, to be... I actually got a good response and that was like the validation that I needed at the time. I was a, I think, year three or year four student. And in fact, it was Flo, our mutual friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah, yeah. that was Mr. acting as... Yes, as a manager. <laughs> as my manager. So, and I think music saved me from many other vices that could have easily snatched me up yeah. as, a, yeah. as a, an undergraduate. And I'm thankful to music for many things. So qualifying as a lawyer, you know, messing with the idea, what does entertainment law really mean? Really? How can I find my foot in the door and start to make waves? I, I was a generalist in that sense. Right. Like I wanted to represent everybody in everybody, entertainment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as I got in, I felt that I had a stronger pull towards music. Right. And uh, I think the music subsection of the entertainment industry in Nigeria is actually the most developed. When you compare with, you know, what's going on in film, in film yeah. comedy, event production, um, um, digital media, television radio i think i think music is more exciting um it is more dynamic it is also easy or easier at the right. time for a young lawyer to kind of like find his way in because if you're trying to find your way into some other spaces, spaces yeah. you might not be able to get a piece of the action on time like right. a young lawyer trying to break into the film industry i think the journey to prosperity is a lot longer but you can just represent an upcoming artist today and then in a year, in, in a two year. years. Okay, so so is it safe to say you are you are you are, you are in music law for the returns or for the for for the for your love for music? <laughs> or is it is it a, is it an amalgamation it's of both? It's an amalgamation of both. I don't want to just love what I'm doing. I want to be able to make money. To up, 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 make money. Up, up, and yeah. I was a realist on time. Like yeah, yeah. I'm you, not you, an, you, I, you, you knew what you what you wanted exactly. to do from the get go. So. You know, I had a stronger pull for music because I was an ex or retired musician yeah. or singer. Yeah. And now it was the quickest way to get to the bread. As a young man, as a young guy of, you know, you're just a lawyer at 23, you just have dreams and, you know, many things are going on at the yeah, same time. Yeah. You're trying to find your shortest way to get a legitimate yes. bread and money on time. So did you did you did you have to work with a law firm to gain experience or you jumped or you or you, or you jumped or you just or you jumped straight into So um immediately I qualified I I did my research I was looking for law firms that were very big in Nigeria in Nigeria who were interested in the entertainment industry not many people yeah, yeah of course at the time that was like 13 years ago yeah and because um, I didn't find anybody who could offer me the opportunity, I just had to be that like guy. The, like the leading light. Yeah, I just had to be that guy who had to just fend for himself. Find, find your way. And, um, you know, 
I jumped into the di- into the, the deep, deep end, end and <laughs> I had to swim by hook or by crook. But the thing is, um, there's a growing number now of lawyers who work in entertainment. Um, also, there's an awareness that lawyers are needed in the music industry. So right. I think it's a lot easier than what it used to be. Used to be, of course. Because yes. my, my follow-up question was going to be, has that been has, how, how has the last 13 years been vis-a-vis the 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 rise of uh, they want to say the popularity of the the Afro genre. genre yeah um how has that been has there has there is, is that has there been a sort of validation from your peers and colleagues who took an otherwise different route so do you find people looking at at, at Lorna and saying okay I think I can venture into the the the, 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 the music music law space and all and, and all that absolutely so absolutely like. Time has, you know, kind of revealed. Mm. Uh, time has revealed the fact that maybe we saw something, yeah, uh, bubbling under, under that was eventually going to come, come yeah. Uh, yeah, into full manifestation for everybody else to see. So the thing is, I recall that myself and uh, a very good friend of mine, his name is Demiladi Olaoshu. Almost at the same time, it was a year my senior, but we kind of started finding our path almost at the same time. Okay, and we used to go to a lot of conferences and uh, seminars. You know, pertaining to the music business. Yes, right. Actually, entertainment, entertainment at large. Generally, okay. So I remember that we attended. There was a uh, there was an event that was produced by Alibaba. And we we went together, or we met there, and then we got talking like, man, this is what I'm trying to do. He also had the same mindset, like, this is what I'm trying to do. And then there were some other smaller events. I think there was also an event by Fola, which was uh, titled Dear Artist. And those pockets of events yeah. kind of like give myself and Dim Ladi an opportunity, opportunity to get an inroad into the entertainment scene in Nigeria, you know? And it was from there that we started creating relationships. Also, we invested a lot. Yes. With, actually, with the big wigs. With the big wigs, yeah. And then with artists, with smaller artists, because the smaller artists were the ones that were willing to take us on. Like, okay, let's see what we can do with these guys. They say they are lawyers, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, we started building. It was a very slow process. Yeah. And um, I'm thankful to God that, you know, nowadays when a lot of young lawyers walk up to me or send me DMs telling me, oh, I would like to do what you're doing. <laughs> I would like to do what, what you're, you're doing. doing. Uh, but it's, it even just happened like all of a sudden. I think I even started making giant strides like in the last five, six years. Wow. That's when I started making money. Making money. <laughs> so, but uh, before wow. then... Bef- okay, so before, before from year one to... Because you said 13 years. Yes. So from year one to six, did you ever need to take up civil cases? Yeah. To, I, I to was like, working in a general practice. General practice. Okay, okay. Uh, for three years. So did you ever do landlord tenants? I did everything. <laughs> <laughs> charge and bill. <laughs> no, no, not charge and bill. We, we have proper office. I was fortunate to, yeah. you know... I, I had a clear picture of what I oh, wanted. what you wanted to do. And, so, yeah. and I also advise any lawyer who is listening, you know, when you're starting, try and keep an open mind. Um, experience law as much as possible because, you know, by virtue of your discipline and your training, 
um, it will go a long way. Yeah. If you accumulate enough experience from, and from, knowledge from, other, from, diverse from diverse areas, areas even areas, outside yeah. of entertainment. Law, yes. Civil law and all of yes. that. Okay. Okay. So at least you should have something to say, although you do not enjoy, you know, solely practicing yeah, in those yeah, areas yeah, like yeah. criminal law or civil, civil cases civil or cases, yeah. family law cases. Yeah. But at least. Get you know, a knowledge, get a bit of exactly. knowledge of, of, of everything. Exactly. Because they would always they come all... in handy eventually. Okay. So, 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 my, 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 my follow-up question would be: Who do you re represent? Do you represent artists? Do you represent record labels? Are you the? I are represent you the, are everybody. You, are, you the, are you the Ghanifier me of, <laughs> <laughs> of music law? Okay, the thing is, with my practice here, as it as it is presently constituted, I represent more of songwriters and record record, yes. record, producers. record producers. So you you you, re you represent people. In the background, so to, so to speak. Yeah, I do. So, but the thing is, um, f with my experience and my knowledge, I'm able to represent anybody, anybody. who is interested in, in working in music. So I have a, a mix of, you know, the investors, the record label owners, the music publishing guys, the recording artists, the right. songwriters, right. the event producers, the comedians. But, like, called, the constituency that has been really, that, that really good to good me... To you. Has been the record producers and the songwriters community, and then the others like okay. the others um, also help as well. Okay, a while back we used to have a lot of spats between record companies and artists where they say, "Oh, you breached your contract. We had a four-album deal. You did only two, and you left. You you did only you 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 didn't you didn't you didn't you didn't go." Um, um, and finish your contract. I mean, yeah. Talk about some and some. Some were messy. Some I don't know. They just found a way at, to resolve to, to, to resolve it. So my question is 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 always first of all, why does anybody need a contract, especially in music? Because especially because what what a lot of people say is, oh, we saw the guy. Um, he looked like he had, he had a bit of ta of talent. We helped him, and now that he's a big guy, yeah, he feels he can just. Um, walk away and all, of, and, and, and all of that. So pretty much what, what people have are gentleman's contracts yeah. gentleman, or people don't even sign contracts. Yeah. The, 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 the hunger just makes them go, they, they give you a car, give you a house and you're good. So why does, why does, I mean, I, I see you talking about song, I, I didn't know song, songwriters had contracts. So why, why do, first of all, why do people need, why does anybody who need a contract of course, I know why, but you 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 just shed light on from yeah. the music law aspect. Why does why does why do songwriters anybody that contributes to a song need a contract? And um, um, what 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 does a music lawyer bring to the table that a normal lawyer won't bring? For instance, why does a music lawyer need to prepare this particular contract? Why can't they just bring some guy that did that did criminal law just pre prepares something. Okay, brilliant question, man. Thanks yeah. for those amazing questions. So, um, the reason why everybody needs a contract in the transaction is because it it gives some kind of certainty, right, to the transaction or to the relationship. So, if I'm the la let me take for an for an example now, I'm the landlord of this property or the tenant of this property. Yeah. There are certain things I need to do. There are obligations yeah. that I need to meet up with. Also, there are obligations you need to meet up sure. with. There are promises you are making. Immediately you sign that contract, there are promises you've made, myself included, as a landlord, there are promises I've made. So let me paint a picture. Um, I went to an event. I saw this talent. 
and I'm thinking, oh, I've set up a record label and I'm looking for a flagship artist. Okay. I have a conversation with the artist. Oh, I'm a record label owner and uh, we're looking to sign on a talent before the end of the year. Um, we really, really want to invest in you if you agree to work with us, blah, blah, blah. And then the artist is sitting down across the table then tells the label, oh, I'm really, really interested in partnering with anybody that can take me to the next level. Ba 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 ba, help me, help me, help me. You know how they do. Yes, sir. So, and the label owner will tell the artist, what do you want? And the artist might say, oh, ba ba, just help me. Uh, I want to be able to record with the biggest record producers, collaborate with the biggest songwriters. In fact, just take care of my promotions. Just promote me, ba ba, put me, put me on radio, put me on TV, let me blow up on TikTok. And then the record label guy will be like, okay, I think we're able to do all of that. We can accommodate what you want. But, you know, all these things would cost us some good money. Good money, yeah. Okay, so uh, what I think is I'll talk to my lawyer and then we'll come up with a contract and then um, we'll take it off from there. Let, we'll, there will be a negotiation because we'll send you the soft copy. You can yeah, also you can take it to your own lawyers. And, to then, and all of that. Exactly. So what does the label guy do? The liberal guy now goes ahead, consults with his lawyer, and they come up with a document. And then maybe part of what is in that contract is, oh, we'll take care of the production of uh, your, your project. We'll come up with promotion. We'll get you a place to stay. You'll, there'll be a company car. There'll be a house or a small two-bedroom flat. There'll be a chef. Walking okay. with you around the clock, taking care of you. Gym, gym There'll be a stylist, yes. All of those all things of those cost things. money. Yeah. And then immediately they sign, the labor goes into investment Investing mode heavily. almost immediately. Yeah. They get you all of everything you've demanded plus mm -hmm. more. And then they even get you uh, new relationships like a talent manager, yeah. a publicist. They try to connect you with people in the media. Right. You know, they buy media time. All of those things are major investments that run into hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sometimes yeah. people just see the likes of David Whiskey and Bonner Boy making giant strides, but people don't see the millions of, of dollars a lot of money that, that are, money. yes. Yeah. So based on the promises contained in the contract, the label just went into full investment mode. mode. They started spending, spending, spending with the expectation that... All, all this their investment would eventually pay off. Do you think? Do you think the artist knows what he he's getting in, in, into when he signs those things, or the, the the hunger, the hunger and desperation doesn't allow them see? Usually, anybody that is desperate for anything <laughs> doesn't doesn't have time. Doesn't to really out. lean on logic. Not, yeah, true. So they always act on impulse, like oh, looks like this thing is for me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and sometimes they are so desperate that they do not seek any. Legal opinion. Legal, I was going to say that. Do, do you think they, they, they have the consult legal before putting pen to paper? So or? the ones that are desperate and do not and, and that are not sophisticated enough, just take they take the first offer and then they move with they it. They move. And then sometimes they might be lucky. Hmm. How do you mean? They might be lucky. They can become global superstars. Yes. Although the deal might be unfavorable. Yeah. And, and then and they, and they, 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 they ride it to buy out their contract. Some have that opportunity. Yeah. Then some do not have that opportunity, but they can ride it out. Okay. For ten years, I'll be a slave. <laughs> let me just let me just give you. Let one, me one, give one, you everything one. you need. I mean, so so I'll give you an example. LL Cool J had a ten album contract with Def Jam. You could tell that at some point he was just releasing albums. 
probably the the the, the album maybe, maybe just one song will one big single one, one big single and that's it and he's on to the next one yeah just so that he can was it 10 or 13, 12 anyways that he could so what what do you, what say you i'm not i haven't forgotten that there's a follow-up question to what i asked you but some questions are just popping up what do you what do you th- say to um people that say okay let's have contracts that as every two years we we re- review for instance I mean, I'm sure EME didn't. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they will have. They knew that Whiskey was going. Cause I was just listening to a podcast um, with um, Banky, and, and, he, and he says that Whiskey had a five-album con- con- contract with EME, and he ended up doing two. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because the majority of both parties were able to let it slide. That wasn't the case with Brymo and Chocolate City. Um, they did. Like, I don't know where that is now. Same with um, Ice Prince and Baseline. So. There are some I don't no, hear skills. Scales, sorry, sorry, skills yeah. and, and baseline. So my question is first of all, I, we, we, don't, we don't hear though much of those this this piece now. I'm guessing because of streaming. No, there are still there disputes. Are still, but Bella Schmoda, okay. I oh, think, okay. um had some issues with his label. Right. Um Bad Boy Teams had issues with his label. So Even why why is it, so this guy that sang Usinachi? Yeah. So do you think um Humble Smith? Humble Smith, yeah. So do you think there will be an end? I believe there would never be an end to disputes. It's part of human um, interaction. It's part of our socialization as people. There would always be, you know, bumping of heads from time to time. Right. So um, let me go back to your yeah, yeah. second question, which yeah, why is why do we need music lawyers? Where, yeah, why not so by, by, by training experience and connection to the industry... There are always lawyers who know about certain industries more than their other the counterparts. Other counterparts yes. So if I'm uh, if I'm an aviation lawyer now, if I'm a lawyer who services the aviation business, right. I would know everything there is there to know about to know. aviation. Yes. And then I would have relationships in that industry right. where they know me, I know them. Right. They go to guys know me. I know the go-to guys. Know the go-to guys. And yeah. then I'm able to also, because I've worked in that space for so long, I can easily forecast certain things. I can easily detect problems. Problems in, in the future and you can mitigate yes, against it. Yes, yes. Right. So same thing. As a music lawyer, number one, I have like a history with music. Right. Um, it's, it's a very deep connection. From when I was a boy, I've always been inspired. I've always been creative. Right. And I actually tried to be a musician for like eight years actively then i also tried to be a talent manager did you try to get signed when you were an artist no i, I didn't get any opportunity it was a lot difficult then. yeah 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 so uh, even for you to be recognized as a musician it's a lot of work promo pr- exactly in fact uh, maybe so segue i used to, i used to rap while, while i was in school by the time they gave me the list of that and they, this was a career <laughs> of those states recording time, promo, yeah. CDs. It's a lot of money. You're it's not talking about Nigeria as a whole. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So it, it used to be very difficult then. So for me, it's my connection to music. I try to be a, a, an artist. I try to be a talent manager. I try to be a publicist. And then I became an entertainment, entertainment lawyer. So even from when I decided that, okay, let me just be this. Let me drop every other thing. There was a time I was still trying to juggle it, being uh, a courtroom lawyer, a trial lawyer, trial lawyer okay. that could do with family cases, criminal cases. Yeah. But I, I had to, in 2017, I dropped everything, everything else. Everything to follow the... So you're the, solely focused on, focus on entertainment, entertainment law. 
And um, the be- I've seen it. You know, I have some colleagues who are not entertainment lawyers, who are not music lawyers. They still do cases. They still draw up contracts for, for, exactly. for people. Yeah, for and people, I think yeah. it is unethical that you want to be engaged in an area where you that have not no dip. In. Yeah. So if, for example now, if anybody is coming to me for any tax law related matter, I have a tax law guy. I will just send them send it, send it, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, tax law yeah, guy. Yeah. The tax law guy and myself, we have a relationship. There's what we call finder's fee. Yeah. So even my colleagues there, whenever they ask me for advice or they ask me for precedent, I'll just be like, to be honest, I don't. I, I stop talking. <laughs> I'll just give you anything you need. Sometimes I ignore it. Yeah. But I think um, it is not ethical to just want to get the money when you you can't obviously you can't, do you the can't, work. You can't deliver the goods. Even myself, I still collaborate with other entertainment lawyers and music lawyers. Yes. Yeah, so and abroad. So so my my, my follow up my, my my other question was going to be: as a music lawyer, do you do you segue into theater contracts? Um, Things that relate to art. I mean, in the creative space too. It's but, a very but, but big theater. Is a big yeah theater film. Yeah. Um, so it's a very art. wide yeah. terrain, and in fact, I don't think anybody can be Vest in the master of everything in all the facets of entertainment. Entertainment, yeah. Even as a lawyer, so there's a film lawyer that I work with. Right. Anything theater, TV, film. Right. Okay. That is down. Uh, our own Ali, yeah. she's able to, you know, I just tell her, oh, um, These are somebody the- needs your services. I'm going to send this person away because I, I, I don't, it's not like I do not understand some of the concepts, but I don't have up-to-date information. Yeah. And then again, I do not enjoy doing it. Right, right. So I enjoy doing music-related matters, music-related transactions. In fact, even in music, Whenever there are disputes that would warrant going to court and you know sending some processes and all of that, I would rather defer to somebody who is an expert at that. So I have different lawyers that I work with, right? right just to make right. my life easier, easier, easier. And I get my referral fees from time to time. Okay. So I, 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 I was going to ask. So do you, do you represent the? I mean, back to when they said, who, who, who do you, who do you, who do you represent? Do you represent quote and unquote? The downtrodden. <laughs> like, like for instance, have you ever had to save someone from a contract that you know this is bondage? Like, I don't think you should, yeah, you should um, sign it. See, I believe um, my calling is also my profession. So, and the, why I call it a calling is it's deeper than just getting paid. Right. One of the things that I enjoy from my work is the fulfillment that comes with it. Right. That talent that I used to slap around, that was broke, that was almost somebody we couldn't reckon with, then it gets, it gets a chance, mm. gets an opportunity to be, you know, in relationships with record yeah. labels or with investors, and then all of a sudden, it becomes a box office superstar. What more you, yes, can be gratifying than watching how your inputs can just transform people's lives? Life. Yes. So that's something that I call a calling. It's beyond whatever amount that I was paid. So there are times where people can't afford your legal fees and then you just have to look beyond uh, the immediate satisfaction of getting some a couple of thousands and just look at the 
and other look side. At, look at the future yes, benefits. Of look that. at what is obtainable. Right. Especially when the person is special. Me, myself, <laughs> I always want to be a part of a journey of you know important special people. So when I see that you're special, but you can't afford me at the time, you know, although. Nigerian talents or even talents all over the world can be very mischievous. Exactly. That, that, that was, you that could was, invest that was everything. And then they... they, they and then, so, so yeah. You, are, 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 are there ways you safeguard yourself from that such happening or you just tell yourself, well... Yeah, there, there, are, times, there are times someone who can't pay you um, your legal fees, there is the option of you going into an agreement with them. Right. To say, hey, whatever you earn in maybe a year or two years... I get it. I get, I get a commission on something. Okay. But I don't do that because I think there will be too many of those types of instances. And do I just want to keep signing with anybody that I think is special? Because really, the business, nobody knows what tomorrow holds. Yes, true. I can only tell that I'll do my best. I don't know if my best will translate to um, this artist. Blowing following up. my advice and yeah. being able to blow up or yeah. whether all the elements, all the forces would align in his favor. So, but the thing is, I, I work with a clean spirit, with a clean heart. If it works, fine. If not, I don't even cry over anything. If anybody disappoints me, I move on. And because, that is why I work hard Yeah. so that I stay credible and so that my reputation stays intact and attracts opportunities. I don't lean on any one yeah. person to be that person that would, you know, be the decider of whether I am doing fine or not. Or not. Okay. Um. I, um. Uh, recently, you rolled out a couple of um, um, courses for <coughs> excuse me for course for for producers, song songwriters. Can you tell us more? Okay. About so uh, I've been a lawyer for thirteen years. I qualified thirteen years ago, and in my in my thirteen years, I've been fortunate to experience many things. Uh, in the music industry, particularly as it relates to record producers and beat makers and songwriters. So, and I also acknowledge that in my quest to build Africa's finest or biggest music law firm, I might not be able to represent everybody. everybody. Yeah. So, and I think advocacy and education is needed in the music industry to bring everybody up to speed because without knowledge, the quality of our decision-making can be very, very uh, bad or can be very destructive. destructive yeah. So if you, if you are, no matter how talented you are, if you do not know how to find your way or navigate your way in the music business, you might constantly be impoverished or you would always be shortchanged or you'd be yeah. always getting the short end of the stick and people take advantage of you. So that is what we are trying to eradicate. Even... Many people can't afford lawyers yet. True. But in the meantime, you can afford a program that just gives you everything you need to know. The program is what I use for my clients. And right. I believe they've been uh, broken down to tiny bits. We have about 30 videos of me teaching about com wow. um, copyrights, contracts, how to build a music catalog, also how to build relationships that can help elevate your career or even why it is important to Sell beats online. So that is what the program is about. Okay. And then there are many, many bonuses, like jaw-dropping bonuses. Um, you know, if you buy the program, you get free contract templates. 
you get a split sheet, you get a business plan. There is nothing like it on the internet. I did my research and I'm happy that already we have almost 30 people who have already subscribed. Wow. So wow. they've already validated yeah, that that this is a program that is important. Also, um, I'm still very good friends with everybody that has bought. I've not gotten any bad reviews so far. I was going to say, so for when when they get the courses, they don't need to revert to you at all. Like, do they do they still need to say, oh, um, Mr. Mr. Kiemi Law, is there a way you can still help? Or you structured in such a way that you will still they will, they will still they will still need to come to you to 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 um what's the word now to explain some things or itself. Well, the thing is, it is it is very very explanatory. Okay. Any any six any classes person, I believe anybody as like ten years. And above can watch those videos and yeah. be able to grasp the the importance of the program. The program, right? But at the same time, the music industry is a very complex business. So what we give out is, you know, like the basic, the basics, yeah, the, the basics that anybody should understand. But beyond that, there are so many complex transactions that might come up. That you would need proper legal representation. Yeah, but yeah. what is on the program is good enough to just keep you in motion, to to just go. Go right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then um um another another thing another question I also want to ask how do you keep how do you keep it from because piracy is a big deal so how do you keep if I buy it how do you keep me from selling or giving to another person. Well, that is one of the necessary evil. <laughs> that, but we trust that, you know, people would not um people would not abuse the opportunity, the opportunity yeah. to access the program because we think we're doing a, a good job of trying to better the lives, lives. of beat makers and producers. Yeah. And in the course of doing that we should not um be injured yeah, yeah. We should not lose money. Lose money, yeah. So yeah. whoever has bought the program should not go about sharing the login details and, you know. Yeah. So, but again, that is something I always tell my tech guys, like, how can you guide against these things? But it is, it is what, what it, it is. is. So it if is you also is. have a Netflix um, <laughs> ah. plan, people, <laughs> people, people do it to Netflix, do it so. Netflix. So, yeah, yeah. So how so how do how do how do they how can how can how can, how can, how can they access? Yeah, um, so buy, anybody anybody listening can go online. You could check akiemianyelo.com, or you could follow me on Instagram. I'm aggressively promoting this program. Yeah, so. till the end of the year. Although I have another program lined up that okay. would also launch, I think before the you third quarter. Tell us of what December. that is about? So the program is I get a lot of people walk up to me telling me, oh, they are. Lawyers, they they like what I do in music law. They would like to do music law. Okay, so okay, like it's a program for law, law graduates, um, lawyers, law students, anybody want, that wants to do what I do. I believe they can replicate the steps I've taken. They right. could also get to where I am in a shorter period. Right. So that will be my next program, and um, it's going to be amazing because I'm learning a lot from my experience from the first program. And I just want to, because I'm dedicating year 2022 to creating more educational resource materials that anybody can learn from the corner of their room and, you know, be empowered. 
Amazing, amazing. I, I, I know that during the lockdown, you were you, 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 you had a couple of webinars and and stuff. So, is training one aspect you want to like? I mean, would, would you get to a point where you are no longer doing a presentation? Maybe your firm is running. You want to train, mentor young up and coming. Is that part of your plan? And because you found out that we 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 come we come from a um. As far as the African, nobody likes telling to give out the juice, out the, the juice. secrets. You ask them, "Oh, how did you do?" I go do. My 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 brother, who is my mentor, was was on was on one of the was was on was on um, a previous episode, and I was always amazed as to how every time I went to meet him for stuff, he would he would gladly share, and people that don't have that much experience and don't have that much. Not, not not knowledge. If you go, if you go, walk up to them. They, 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 they're they're not eager. Yeah, they're not eager. So, so um, and why, why is why is it why is it so why is it so important for you to to want to willingly share um all you've gained, all you've all you've learned as 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 a military to the upcoming um, so um, generation. When I brought up the topic, some of my partners, even my wife, <laughs> the response was like. But that means you're training the competition. Exactly. Like yeah. So, but it's again, against the grain, actually. Of course. Yeah. But again, what I've learned is the more you give, the more, the you, more receive. you get. Yeah. And then, to really, really, um, leave a legacy, I want it to be 20, 30, 40 years from now. People would say, "Oh, it was after I went through this guy's program mm -hmm. that was when I had clarity of what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do in my life." So that is something that I consider to be a calling as well. Like right. being able to touch people's lives in in an indelible manner that cannot be erased. erased yeah. That like there are some lawyers that work with me now that the, the access to information and valuable resources they've gotten, it accelerated them getting to their own Kenyan line on time. On time. Or it accelerated them understanding the kind of journey they had to embark on. Now, another thing is this. When you give out information, if there are 10 people here and I'm teaching them how to make a million naira a month, no matter what honesty or what zeal <laughs> that I put into that <laughs> information, out of the 10 people, maybe it's just not, one person. Yeah, not everybody's going not to Not everybody will stay on the journey. So, stay, yeah. yes, even when they pay to listen to me, mm. even when they pay like 10,000 10, to listen to me for maybe 10 minutes, yeah. even when I give them the code, <laughs> like I tell them, okay, just dub this thing out. <laughs> I'm serious. Just yeah, imagine yeah. people are sitting in an exam hall and I give them the expo, the expo. like, oh yeah, take, oh, yeah, take. take. It's, it's still not take. everybody that will Not everybody game. will copy it. <laughs> Some people will start. And they say, well, this, this, this They'll thing. They'll be like, oh, I don't do small. <laughs> Let me just submit this one right Yeah, now. yeah. Maybe just two people out of 10 people will we'll, we'll we'll stay to the, to the course the and course, yeah. make sure they are consistent enough to achieve it. So that's why you find that, you know, people gather disciples, but out of the disciples, maybe only one or two people would eventually, you know, attain greatness. Attain greatness, yeah. Because they have the commitment to the journey. They understand that you can't cheat the game. Mm. These principles have already been set up mm. and I must actually commit my time, my sweat, my tears, my blood to just this journey. Wow. 
if I want the reward at the end of the day, I must sacrifice many, many things yeah. and invest towards attaining my goals. Right. It's, it's that easy. So I'm never, never, ever uh, threatened by me, you know, talking to the next generation of lawyers at all. Because I know that <laughs> I've been doing events, doing events. 20 people will come. You receive the initial zeal. The Everybody result, will come yes. with that zeal. Oh, we want to learn. Oh, Akin Miller is having a problem. But after like 12 months, some people cannot commit wow. to those goals. Some people, life will throw Tro different yes, things yes. their way. They will fall off track. Some people will stay on the journey for a while and then still fall out. But some people would stay till the very end. And those are the people that become champions. True. Just look at Messi and Whiskey, Messi yeah. and uh, so, uh, Ronaldo, yeah. dominating football for almost 15 years. Whiskey and Davido, Davido. dominating for almost 10 years. Mm. Do you know what it means? It's a lot of dedication and hard work. Yes. Of, commitment to excellence, commitment, yeah. day in, day out. <clears throat> Even with Whiskey, like everybody that knows him knows the studio is a sanctuary. Even even when he's already a millionaire in dollars, he's already a millionaire in dollars and many times over. Over, yeah. But the studio is still that place where he finds the most happiness. But there are some Nigerian guys now that they just blew up maybe less than three, five years. They've stopped being committed to the routine that got them to where they are. They are now more relaxed. Complacency is starting to Start set, to set in. In. Yeah. So not everybody can... Continue on the journey. Not everybody. Wow. Okay, so um, um, when, you, when you talked about uh, whiskey, a question or a comment just raised up in my head. That where, where, is, where, where, is, where is the place of hunger in achieving one's dreams? And how do you sustain it when that hunger has been fed? How do you, how do you, how do you sustain it? You talked about, there are, there are a lot of artists where you say, oh, on your first album, you sounded hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, you're just mm -hmm. releasing music so that... Yeah. They, yeah. So how do you how do you how do you sustain or how does how does not an artist not an artist a creative anybody that is as a, as a creative how do you sustain that when you, when you know that your your daily bread has been met but you still want to keep elevating elevating because okay, so you, you stop it the, the cliche stop answer to that would be there's always room for improvement yeah that's like the cliche answer um uh, then going a step further the thing is for me. If you're working in an industry where there are too many icons that have set the, the bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> like myself, yeah? If I look at the people I idolize, the lawyers that are, they've done too many things yeah. in the music industry. Then I, then I know, if I mention their names. In Nigeria? I, no, no, not no, in Nigeria. No, on, in the global if space. I mention, there, there are big, big lawyers in the UK, in yeah. the US who are millionaires in dollars time and time and time over. I just mentioned like the, my idol, the one that I really want to be like, his name is Clive Davis. Oh, okay. Do you know what he has done in and his then, lifetime and what he's still doing? I was watching his Netflix yes. doc documentary on him. Yes. Like, wow. That is what greatness means. Yeah. So that should keep me on my toes. Same thing with a whiskey. If you look at certain things that he's not gotten yet, like what? Like, 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 there are like still many things is not is not attained. Yeah, and it was still because I know him. <laughs> I not like I know him personally, but I know I know that he's somebody who works hard because hard, yeah. he doesn't want to be disrespected. Yeah, same thing myself. 
one of the things that keep me going, number one, is some of my idols, the accomplishments, the bar is just way too high. Yeah. I can never act like I've arrived, I've arrived yes. if I'm not. Because, okay, the excuse would be, oh, but I'm in a music market that is not as developed as America or yeah, UK. Mm-hmm. So why am I comparing myself with Clive Davis? Okay, who says I can't be a global music executive or I can't be a lawyer mm-hmm. who does a lot of international transactions? Yeah. This is possible. So I can't even stop the hunger and test for that level of accomplishment. accomplishment. So another thing is the fear of failure and poverty. <laughs> it's a legit fear. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like what keeps me awake is, okay, my life is getting softer by the day. I'm, I'm chilled. I'm making money. I don't that want to ne- go back. I to never want to experience my years of luck. As in, that's so that that fear. that helps me stay humble, helps me stay focused, and helps me to keep grinding like I've never grinded before. In fact, at the end of every year, you know, I take stock and I and I want to do like times two of what I did the previous, the previous year. So that that's what fuels me, and. I don't think I'm gonna stop until maybe I even <laughs> until maybe I come close to what the accomplishments ahead of me. No, what the accomplishments of my idols are. Wow. Then maybe that's when I can now try to submit that like ah. Because Clive Davis in his 60s, 70s, 80s. He's still going strong. Bro. Still going strong. Still going strong. So where am I? I'm not yet 40 and I'll now start acting like <laughs> ah. Like this money is enough, or this accomplishment is enough. Wow. Nah. Anyway, so in in um um in the next few minutes, the, we would um, round up this amazing conversation. But um, I just I just wanted to ask. So the the future of Afrobeats, clearly you have to admit that the rise and the, the rise in the um, listenership of Afrobeats has also contributed to to making your exactly. career exactly a, a lot easier. A lot easier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, the question I want to ask is two, twofold. The first one is, there's a lot of focus on Afro beats, but then what's now going to happen to other genres of our music, the jazz, the Fuji, the, 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 the juju, the reggae? Do you think by virtue of the world paying much attention to it, they would enjoy that same level of followership, if not exact, or do you think it, it, will, it, will, it will suffer? Well, the thing is, I believe... This time is for Africa. Afrobeats yeah. is for popular music uh, coming from Nigeria. Nigeria the, the, the dance, the fast, happy music exactly. is what is trending now. now yeah. And I believe there would always be a time for everybody. If mm. you do Strictly High Life or Juju or you do hip hop, um, if you're a Nigerian artist who does Strictly Rap music, your time would definitely come at some point because nothing actually lasts forever. forever. Nothing lasts forever. But this Afrobeat wave has been around going on two decades. Yeah, two de- it's like going, going on, 22 on three, years three now. Decades, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, there will always be a market for different Other products. Yeah. So, if, you, if you're not mainstream pop music, if you're someone like Asha or Brimo, if you're like Felakuti or Femikuti, or if you're a reggae artist, mm-hmm. there would always still be, be a market for you. A marketplace for you. It's just the, the, the job is for you to find that's sweet spots where you'll thrive eventually. So I, I do not think other genres will suffer. I just think other genres would have to also kind of 
morph into something that is more improved, something that is more catchy, or something that is more creative. But but isn't that not staying true again? Because if if I tell myself, okay, I want to stay true to my craft, I enjoy yeah, but making true, folk music. You can't keep making the same type of music. There has to be some development in your sound, in your style, in your showmanship. Yeah. Nobody should stay the same. There has to be an improvement. improvement Even yeah. the jazz of 2022 should be an improvement on, on the, of course, the jazz of, course. of 2012. Now there are more instruments, there's exactly. more technology. So one has to just try to um, make it work. Right. You can't um, remain where you were. You can't even be making the music that you made last year as a musician. Wow, that's a lot of work, man. You have to continually exert your skill uh, as as a creative. Mm-hmm. You have to mm-hmm. manifest new ways of doing things. Right. You have to be able to be more charming and enchanting while you're dishing out music. So nobody can just stay where they were some years ago and expect that, oh, uh, the world will not move. The world is constantly moving. Constantly moving, moving yeah. constantly evolving. Even look at R&B evolving. music, look at pop music, look at rap music. Every other year, there's always a need to up the tempo, change, get better. Mm. As an aside, I, 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 I wanted to ask, this is, this is a personal question. I wanted to ask, why don't we find boy bands and girl bands as popular as when we had in the 90s? Does it, does it have anything to do with the split sheets that you mentioned? Does it have anything to do with more royalties, more monies, more money being pumped? Is it, is it just me or I'm the only one that has... That has yeah, no, no, the no, question, that. That, that question is always coming up, but... Honestly, I do not have the answers, although I think it is more tedious to have boy bands. Uh, I think labels understand that the more human beings you have, the (laughs) more the potentials (laughs) of, uh, you know, disputes. Disputes, So if you're signing four guys to a band, and if you're signing just one artist, the allocation of resources, or even the management... In the past, the 90s, the 80s, been able to manage it. Even in even in the UK and the US, we do not really have a lot of boy bands like that. No, no. Well, boys to men is still is yeah. Still, they're OGs. They've done decades, decades together. together yeah. But where are the new bands? The yeah. thing is, all these record labels, some of them understand the economics of it. They will set up a band and then they'll split it up because it is better, it's to, better to just to focus on the stars band, on the, yeah. of that band yeah. than. Um, look at Z- Zayn Malik, uh, Aristotle. Um, one Direction. Yeah, they just broke them up. They picked everybody picked <laughs> one or two of them, yeah. and then those guys went on to become superstars. So, so it's so it's so it's more of the labels' decision than also than personal. You know, even between the talent, there's envy, jealousy. The more you grow, you know, keeping egos and mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. the business yeah. together, getting look at how. It is very difficult to coordinate boy bands. Man. You want to take them on tour. You have to cater have to, to like four egos. different rooms. Yeah. One of the guys would think he's the lead. The other guy thinks, oh, he's equally as good as the lead. Yeah. Ah, man, it's a lot to contend with. And, 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 and anyways, thank you so much, Akin Emilo, for spending time with us, for breaking Brother, down the, 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 the business of music. I know, I know that we've barely scratched the surface, so... I would you would you would definitely come back to this podcast anytime so. I'm invited I'll sure make it <laughs> so so I just wanted a to point to be around I just I just wanted to ask so so what's what's the what's the plan for Akemi Law the next five 
years. What 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 um, a law firm that has like 15 lawyers strictly doing entertainment, entertainment. and music related transactions. Right. Uh, a full service, strictly dedicated law firm to the creative industry, actually. Not just music, not just film. Also, um, I want to see more of the world. Um, th- I think. For now, these are the things that are most dear to my heart. I would like to show my wife a good time around yeah. the world. Which is very, very important. Yeah, because, you know, before... Be, she she was here before any here, of you know. this. Yeah, I wasn't impoverished <laughs> when I was dating her. I wasn't poor, but, you know, things were not as soft. As soft as, 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 so as, I really want to show yeah. my wife the world with my kids. Yeah. Yeah, well Let's done. see amazing places. That's a reward for doing all the hard all work. The, all the hard work. What, what, and I believe we are deserving of that. Yeah, where, where, do, where do you see our music in five years? It's going to be a lot bigger. The likes of Rema, um, Victoni, uh, Buju, or Benson, it's going to be a lot bigger. A lot you know, bigger. the way we thought with the P Square, the Bunch, Two Face era, yeah. we thought that was it. It's going to be a lot bigger. Now we've seen what the likes of Whiskey. You, know, you can see every other day they are jet setting. They are headlining. Yes. Another Moving from arenas to, <clears throat> so, to arenas. So another question I was going to ask is, now our artists are inter- international. You yeah. find uh, Bonner, he headlined the Madison Square. Whiskey, First of its kind. Unprecedented. Whiskey is, is constantly selling out the, the O2. O2. Yeah. Um, Doing 60,000 plus Straight up, tickets. straight up. Do you think, do you think um, um, that is, of course, I mean, now they are now inter- international. Before, these, these artists will, they probably just do only one show in December to like honor the local fans. Now, why do you think there's more? Of course, definitely the, the, the Forex, but it's like, it's like that's all they, they do now. They've sort of abandoned their home crowd. Well, uh, I don't want to call it abandoned. You know, music is an international, international product. Yes, yeah. And these guys are already cultural giants. And a lot of people want to feel their vibe, feel mm-hmm. their energy, be in their presence, enjoy the music in real time. In real time, yeah. So, and to be honest, when you look at what the offers are saying from outside of Nigeria, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, as, compared please, to as compared to what, what could what, be offered, offered in yeah. Nigeria, yeah. you know, they are, they are, you know, I'd rather go where the money is. I'd rather go where, you know, there's a demand for my expertise and mm-hmm. I will be adequately compensated. So if I do like a one-hour set in Nigeria and somebody's offering me maybe 50 million and then somebody's offering me out there like $200,000. Wow. Would I not just, you wow. know... And those guys charge as much as $120,000 yeah. to even $300,000. And it is rumored that... Whiskey has been paid a million dollars to headline a show. A show in Canada, the yeah. rolling out yes. uh, concert. Yeah, I heard. I heard, I heard. So uh, it has been rumored. I don't know if it's true or not, but it tells you that uh, really uh, African pop music or Nigerian pop music, popularly called Afrobeats, has become an essential commodity in the music market. Everybody wants a piece wants of it. A piece of it. Yeah. So I don't begrudge them if all they do is come back in December to oh, what's going on in Nigeria? <laughs> <laughs> I don't begrudge them because 
you know, these guys, the price is a lot. It's a lot, yeah, yeah. And yeah. very few people can pay what they what they are. And, 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 and I think that also puts pressure on the artists to hone their stage stagecraft. Um, no more DJ trap. No trap more miming. Yeah, you, you have to you have to invest in 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 a band. You have to invest sound. in sound. You have to invest in instrument and, and all of that. Thank you so much, Akia Milo. Where can we where can we find you? Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram. I am most active on Instagram at Akiemilo. Also, you could check out my website, www.akiemilo.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram, or you could also send me an email at you could send an email to akiemilo at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for for listening. Thank you so much. If you have comments, questions, please send us a mail at coffeebeanspod at gmail.com. Um, subscribe. Subscribe. You guys uh, should subscribe, audio, yeah? Audio, audio Mac and SoundCloud. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at coffeebeanspod. Until the next episode, drink coffee, stay fresh. Mm-hmm.